give empathy by focusing on the feelings and needs of the other person. And that has a that has a huge impact because that is where the connection then really starts to have a certain quality where the other person is more than willing to do something for you in return. Mm. And um, so this is what I would say, but it, it takes practice to be able to do that. And you have to genuinely really want to do this. So it, mm. it cannot, it will not work if you do this. Blessed love and respect champion. What's the worst that you've ever had? Mines was waking up one day realizing that I had so much to offer the world, but because of the lack of time, poor energy and a shitty focus, I failed to do so. Sounds familiar? Hopefully this isn't you. But can I tell you a secret? If you're not practicing these secrets, you'll be in the same position as I was. I want to share with you what I've been learning about the world's most accomplished and influential leaders so that you can become better at mastering your mind, body, and ability to be more productive and persuasive. I realize that no one is telling the real story of leadership, where there's more downs than there is ups. And this podcast is for creative, high-impact leaders who would like to achieve their highest level of performance so that we can 10x the positive impact we are making in the world. Together, let us make leadership sexy by leveling up into our highest performing self, mastering all six secrets of the world's highest performing leaders. But the real question is, how do we do it? Join me on a journey to self-mastery as I share with you the stories of the world's highest performing leaders to help you live a more purposeful and fulfilled life. This is Dina Delplesh, your high performance coach, and it's time to level up. Blessed love and respect champion. Now, today we have leveling up with us is Tillman Rieger. I hope I pronounced the last name correct, but he'll correct me on that. And just to give you a bit about who Tillman is, Tillman is an executive coach and leadership trainer with a focus on interpersonal communication, conflict management, leadership, and collaboration. He has, he has been the HR director at General Moto Europe, overseeing over 3,000 employees in Europe while driving major change and restructuring. And today he lives and works in China for more than seven years and is the founder and CEO of AHC Consulting, supporting his client to communicate, collaborate, and lead more effectively. Welcome to the Level Up Show, Tillman. It's really a pleasure to be finally talking with you today. And I'm just really excited about you know, this conversation and can't wait to see what comes up. Welcome. Thank you, Daniel. And I'm also really excited to be on your show. <laughs> so let me, let, me, let me start with this. It's very incredible what, what you have done. You, know? you have multiple years ahead of me transitioning from you know, an executive position you know, where you're managing such a big team to being an entrepreneur where you're running your own show. Tell me a bit about that story and how did that all began? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was, uh, well, maybe I'd start from the very start when I was yeah. born. I was born in Chicago. I'm an ABGLIC, oh, wow. American born German <laughs> living in China. <laughs> wow, that's, that's the first time I'm hearing that one. Notes noted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So born in Chicago, but with five years, I moved to Germany. My parents moved to Germany. They're both German. So I already had a bit of this international flair in my blood and my uh, DNA at the time. And 
when I was um, studying in Germany, I was also then studying in London for a year. And during this year in London, I realized how great it is to be in an international environment. And I enjoyed it so much. And mm. I loved this big city with the endless opportunities. And that was something that I wanted to have again while working. Uh, as a student, you don't have much money in London is very expensive. So I couldn't <laughs> yeah. really ex enjoy it as much. Um, and then in the time, uh, well, then after I returned from London, I finished studying and started my my first um, job it at General Motors uh, in Germany. So General Motors Europe it was Opel, the brand uh, car brand Opel. Mm. And I was working in a plant and I was from day one on actually telling everyone I want to be sent abroad to another country. So oh, wow. please think of me whenever there is a chance. <laughs> and after mm. seven years, they finally heard my- Oh, wow. My, Pressing, uh, pressing, and I then was sent to Zurich, to Switzerland, Ooh. which was just next door. And I, yeah. I thought it was, uh, it was great, but it was not as exotic as I hoped it mm. to be. After these two years in Zurich, I was then uh, sent back to Germany and started working there as an HR manager for Chevrolet Germany for two years, and then got promoted to become HR director for General Motors Europe for the sales marketing after sales function. And that was a huge step. I was first responsible for 70 people and then for 3000. And that was the oh, time wow. when I thought I need a coach. Mm. I, I reached out to a coach and while I was uh, having the coaching, I realized what the coach was doing was something I could imagine myself uh, mm. to be doing in the future. And that was where it's all started to think of becoming a coach. Mm. And uh, after I worked at uh, in that position and I finally real I realized that it was just not something I wanted to do for the rest of my life and I wanted to become a coach and I wanted to fulfill that dream of mine to live and work in a big city outside of Germany in an international environment. So I quit my job at General Motors and traveled through Asia for three months, decided Shanghai is the place where I want to oh, wow. live in the future. Returned to Germany and started to prepare for one entire year. So I had a gap year of one and a half years. And in this one year, I was doing then a coaching training, um, a training in the field of compassion communication or nonviolent mm. communication uh, and mediation. So altogether, 600 hours of um, investment into myself. Mm. And I was learning about the cross culture differences with China and then preparing to go to China having some trips over here to uh, to do some networking and yeah in 2015 I then started um, I came over here one year after uh, this gap year and started as a cross-culture consultant for a German mm. consultancy work part-time and part-time I could work uh, as a freelance coach mm. and um yeah, and after one year, I realized I want to um, do more for the language. I stopped working, went to Kunming to study six months as a um, uh, to to study Chinese for six months full time at university. Returned, continued my job, and then uh, three years ago, I started my own company as a, a consultant, uh, coach, trainer, facilitator, and um, work in that field of interpersonal communication and leadership, collaboration, conflict management. Mm. 
wow incredible it's it's really extraordinary the amount of due diligence you did before you actually made that move you know it's like all that work went on in the background that's a lot that a lot didn't see that a lot of people won't be seeing and i i heard you mention you know when when you move from managing a 70 team to a 3000 team you identify that you needed to get a coach what what, what really brought that awareness or what what made you realize mm. you needed a coach at that point as a leader yeah because um when you when you are um overseeing in hr if you're overseeing 70 people you can really do a lot of things manually uh you you're much more hands-on um, and you're also not in such a political environment. And when I was then promoted to that position where I was overseeing 3,000 people across Europe and not on site 70 people, I realized that this is a very different way of working. And that was where I said, I need to have a coach to help me with that transition to understand and reflect um, what do I have to do differently? I had to work much more strategically and I had to uh, work much more virtually and I had to deal with much more politics um, I was uh, just two steps away from the CEO of General Motors so I had much more pressure um, mm. there was uh, a very different environment for me that and it was a very high intense uh, restructuring time cost reductions uh, hiring freeze um, and yeah very intense time so i thought that's where you needed a coach yeah oh wonderful wonderful and let me ask you this what what was really the catalyst that inspired you to now move from general motors and become a coach and consultant yourself what was that catalyst um yes i think it was that i realized that my my talents are in the interpersonal communication and I wanted to um, pursue this, this um, path of doing really where I'm really, really good at. Mm. That was, I think, one aspect. The other one was I wanted to see the world. I wanted to live in this, vibra this, this uh, vibrating environment, international environment of a big city uh, that was attracting me. Um, and yeah, it it was uh, it was also maybe a bit of courage that I always <laughs> had that uh, yeah. made me take that step. So I think I, I have a generally optimistic and courageous way of looking at life. So I mm. was taking a step at the beginning of my forties that very few people would have done. I mm. left everything behind. I went to China with six suitcases oh, wow. uh, without <laughs> knowing if it would work out, and it worked out really well. And I have no regrets. I found my wife here. And mm. I, um, yeah, I'm really, really happy with uh, that decision that I took at the time. Mm. And um, with the job I'm doing, I love what I'm doing. And awesome. so it's, it's really great. Yeah. You know, it's, it's one thing to see where you are now and really admire that. And I, I heard, you know, courage keep coming up because, of course, it's going to take a lot of courage to leave such a position. You're more or less, you were second to the CEO of such a big company and to leave going on your own and creating your own space. That must have been super scary. Like, what were the major challenges you had to overcome going through that transition? Yeah, that's a good question. I think uh, 
when I look back to the time when I arrived and I had no clue really about Chinese and uh, I, I was so much more helpless um, also just because of uh, less technology support. I mean, WeChat was just about to get started and there were no mobikes. There was yeah. the, the China of then was different uh, than it yeah. is now. And I had no support with anyone helping me other than building up my own network quickly. And I knew that I could rely on my network. And I think that is something that I, why I was so courageous to do this, because mm -hmm. I knew if there's something I know how to do, then it's networking. Oh, and wow. uh, when I came here for the second time during my gap year, it was for one entire month. And I told myself in this month, I will do full-time networking. Every day I go somewhere and meet people, uh, go to chamber of commerce meetings, go to whatever meeting there is to meet people. And, um, and that then brought me to, um, I mean, I found my job there and I met many people that were willing to support me once I arrived. And when I arrived, I had people that supported me. Um, and that was, uh, yeah, that was how I managed it. But I realized I was very helpless without any basic Chinese. Mm. So this was also why I then said, okay, I want to stay here for longer and not just for uh, two, three years. So it's worthwhile making the investment now. So after this first year, I, yeah, I froze my job for a while and uh, went studying. And I, I'm not, uh, without that, I would not have been able to meet my wife who doesn't speak English. Oh, wow. So <laughs> I have to speak Chinese every day. Awesome, amazing, <laughs> now man. Now she's German. You. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, you, that's courage is really playing stuff well for you. If, if I really look at how things has played out. Awesome. And I love the fact that you you mentioned, you know, really investing in your network. I know it, it might sound a bit cliche because we've been hearing this phrase a lot, your network is your net worth. But what advice would you give someone who is going through this transition for the first time in terms of building their network? What advice would you give to them? Um, I would say that what is really important is that you don't do it on a superficial level, but um, try to connect. Let's say you, you meet, you go to a, an event and you meet one person whom, who you think is interesting and you try to connect really deeply with that person. And you don't go from one person to the next and just um, give your name card to them and, and do this mass distribution of name cards. I, I always try to connect with people on a deeper level, but fewer, but then quality connection. Mm. And that involved to give them empathy mm. and to really listen. And um, this, is, uh, this is like the, the saying goes, like try to be interested and not interesting. And that's something that I try to follow. Um, and at least to be interested first, and then afterwards, interesting when they were willing to listen to what I had to say. So it it uh, it is important that you go deeper and not superficially uh, run this networking. Mm, that's that's powerful and that's that's priceless advice. 
and I, I love I love a lot of what you said. And I'm I'm really big in NLP, so I'm I'm really big on the internal processes. So I really want to get a bit deep on this idea of deep connection. When when you are at a networking event and you are there connecting with someone and you really want to connect deeply, what's what's going on on the inside for you, Tillman? Walk me through that. Yeah, so what I try to do is to listen between the lines when someone says something and try to mm. find out and sense what the other person is feeling mm. and what their needs are. And then I, I, I give that back or I paraphrase and, mm. and... Now, if you're listening to this show, I believe it's because you are ready to take your performance to another level. And that is why I've created this show as a program in my high performance leader coaching ecosystem to help you master these high performance habits with accountability, structure and guidance from me as your coach. And it is free for you today as my listener. Join my high performance leader coaching ecosystem right now. Go to levelupwithdino.com. Again, go to levelupwithdino.com. And Dino is spelled D-E-A-N-O. And if you're listening to this in China, you're watching an episode on YouTube, just click the link in the description below. And remember, it is time for you to level up. Give empathy by focusing on the feelings and needs of the other person. And that has a, that has a huge impact because that is where the connection then really starts to have a certain quality where the other person is more than willing to do something for you in return. Mm. And um, so this is what I would say, but it, it takes practice to be able to do that. And you have to genuinely really want to do this. So it, mm. it cannot, it will not work if you do this as a strategy mm. and to be manipulative. You really have to do this from your heart and if you really like that person or you really try to see what do you like about that person and you, you, you focus on that, that you like at that person, what you can appreciate, then the other person can feel that and can feel mm. that connection. And that yeah. is where the other person opens up and is, is, is more than willing to do something for you if you, mm. if you then ask for a small favor. Yeah. 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 That's totally true. I totally do agree with that. I, I remember my first time reading this book from Andrew Carnegie. I, I hope that's the correct yeah. answer, how to win friends yeah. and influence people. And I can remember one of his advice was to be more interested in the other person than you are in yourself. And at first mm -hmm. that seemed quite challenging for me, you know, and then I can remember reading on and then the author said to look for things in the person that you find interesting. Yeah, you don't have to be interested in every single thing about them, but find the things that you're interested in about them and genuinely, you know, express that. And I start practicing doing that. At first, it was a bit rigid, a bit difficult. But as you said, as you practice it, it becomes easier. And then I start enjoy literally being interested in people. And you're right, when you're really genuinely interested in people, that, that interest is being re reciprocated, which is totally powerful. Yeah. So let, let me ask yeah. you this, Tillman. Let's say we had a time machine right now and you had to step into that time machine and we went back to that time just before you, you leave General Motor. What would you have done differently? 
I think I would have probably invested more time into Chinese. Um, I think mm. that is really the one thing that is holding me back more now than I would like to if my Chinese would have been on a different level I, or is on a different level now would be on a different level now. I could do more things and I, I would have an easier life. So even though I studied Chinese for six months and I have a wife who doesn't speak English, um, it's still not at the level where I can really use it in a meaningful way at work. And that is, um, that's something I would have loved to, to have done differently. That is uh, probably the one thing I can think of. Otherwise, um, I think many of the things just fell in place the right way. Mm -hmm. And I think there's also a magic sometimes when you're at the mm. right place doing the right thing yeah. that you have a lot of very interesting encounters of people mm. where you could just, just can't imagine that this is true. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where, where you meet people that, uh, that bring you to the next step. And so looking back, actually, I thought of that always about like, maybe sh I should have stayed another six months more in Kunming to study Chinese. That would have mm. been good. But then mm. I know that in these six months when I was back in Shanghai, there were some very important encounters I had that led me to where I am today. And without those, today it would be very different for me. So I, I believe that whatever you do is then the right thing. Yeah, wow, that's that's powerful. I, I love the fact that you said magic and things falling into place. You know, it's really important to have faith that things would work out for you. Yeah, and I, I see that that's something that you apply, you know, in the way how you approach life as well, which is really beautiful. You mentioned the word easy. Yeah, and now my next question would be, what are some resources or tools you have that makes life easier for you? Okay, so one of the things that I applied really uh, from the very start while I came to China or when I came to China uh, was, um, and it's meanwhile known at least in the coaching field and more and more people know that this gratitude exercise. Mm. So I was doing a gratitude journaling for four years consecutive every day, three things oh, wow. that I wrote down that um, I was grateful for and every day, three different things. And not only writing down the three things, but also why I'm grateful for them. So mm -hmm. it has to go a little bit further than that. Yeah. That really helped me to stay on course in the maybe first year that was more challenging um, because of uh, all the moments where I just did not know how to handle things. Um, then I would say the optimistic um, attitude towards life definitely helped me a lot in general mm. so just believing that everything has a deeper meaning that there's always a gift and an opportunity in any challenge mm. and with that deep belief I was I was also being able to yeah endure the harder times um, and at the same time I have to say I was so excited by the environment of China because I really felt that is exactly where I would always wanted to be in this uh, environment where there's so much international there's so many international people and you 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 find so many interesting people and I yeah the 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 opportunities are endless so I 
I was so inspired by that that I I felt like there was a honeymoon phase of uh, one year, whereas <laughs> most people say the honeymoon phase is just six weeks, specifically <laughs> in a cross culture setting. Oh wow! Um, but I kind of yeah. prolonged it. Mm. Yeah. What 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 I'm what I'm starting to learn about you is that you know you you have master the art of generating that feeling you know you mentioned gratitude and one one of my personal experience with gratitude of keeping a journal you know we can be grateful for things by writing and being aware of it but then come into a place where you start to feel how that feels to be grateful for that which you're grateful for and i like that you really mentioned like why are you grateful for these things yeah and that that really tapped into that realm of feelings and I know there's a lot of leaders who haven't even tried done things like this before and can be really skeptical because they're not seeing the return mm. on investment. What would you have to say to a listener like that? Yeah, and actually, um, you, you, you know, I said I did that for four years. Now I'm not doing this anymore. Why? Because mm. I already, it, it became part of my DNA. Mm. So I I. I I have this feeling of gratitude all the time. Awesome. And I, I express that spontaneously all the time to my wife. She loves that. She loves to hear that. And I do yeah. this just, it, it, I just, it comes up, I feel it, and then I express it. Wow. And, and I just become aware in many moments how grateful I can be for what I have. And then I just express it. And it, it gives me a good feeling. It gives mm. the people around me a good feeling when I share yeah. that. So it's so easy. It doesn't cost anything. It <laughs> yeah. just costs some awareness. It's about building yeah. up the awareness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what, what would you say? Go ahead, a... go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I just said uh, there was one time I did a test um, uh, from a positive and uh, there was a positive psychology website called Via Characters where you could find out what are your yeah, yeah, yeah. biggest strengths. Yeah. And I found out, and my biggest strength was gratitude. Oh, wow. So, and I think mm. it was because of training that muscle yeah. for such a long mm. time. Um, and yeah, so you mm. can really build that up, that that mindset. Mm. Wonderful, wonderful. And what what are some of your favorite books that you would like to recommend to our listeners today? Mm. Yeah, well, I I love listening to books. I have to say, there are many okay. books that I I rather listen to than read them and there are some that i would would recommend especially for listening um so one one of the evergreens that i definitely would recommend is the seven habits of highly effective people also very uh, good to listen to because sp spoken by the author stephen covey um, another book that is in uh, down my alley is nonviolent communication uh, written mm. by Marshall Rosenberg and also spoken by Marshall Rosenberg. And one book that I recently uh, listened to that I also loved a lot um, and is very inspiring is um, Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Mm. Um, and it's also fantastic as an audiobook because it's actually okay. a mix of an audiobook and a podcast. So mm. his ghostwriter is speaking. Uh, it's let's reading that one chapter and then after the chapter he's chatting with David Goggins about this oh, wow. this one chapter I'm and check that it's, out. Uh, it's an amazing story and uh, David Goggins is just a crazy guy who has yeah. achieved so much <laughs> yeah that uh, it's beyond imagination so very inspiring 
Uh, and there are so many more books that I, uh, I really love. Um, I mean, one of the books that I would say is also a very influential book that I also listened to in the time when I came to China uh, is A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. Mm. And it's a spiritual book, uh, always about being the here and now. And, but it requires to have a certain level of awareness to understand it. And I experienced that with my wife. So I gave that book to my wife. So at the beginning of our relationship, we actually, today is the 21st April. So on the 13th of May, I met my wife five years ago. So, uh, and we, she loves reading, I love reading. So I, we said, okay, each of us will recommend the other one, one book that we really love and that we really want the other one to read. And she gave me Sapiens from uh, Yuval Harari. So Yuval Noah Harari. Yeah, I loved it. Great Mm. recommendation. And I gave her a new earth. And after one or two chapters, she put it away. She, she, she didn't get it. She didn't understand mm. it. Yeah. And two or three years later, after a lot of um, input from my side and going, sending her to some seminars, workshops, and giving her some other books, uh, she more and more got into that self-awareness about mindfulness and about everything around yeah, just self-awareness. That she read it again and she all she all understood she understood everything and she could really resonate with that and mm. um so it's it's just interesting how you you need a certain level of awareness to be able to understand it otherwise it's meaningless yeah yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I'm really happy that you you brought that up that's so so true you know we are we are all at our own level in our journey and sometimes it's only when we're there, we're ready for a specific type of information. Yeah. And, and you need to read sometimes the same books the same time as uh, several yeah. times. Yeah. So this book I have, I, this book I have probably listened to three or four times already. And I have a friend who listened to that book 30 times because what? it's so deep. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> 30 times. And and uh, it just says what great order for what what kind of book that is, mm. um, and uh, the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People I probably listened also three to five times, mm. and so it's yeah, yeah. Another re- yeah. great book is also Untethered Soul by Alan uh, by Michael Singer. Uh, Untethered Soul, also fantastic book. <laughs> I'm here taking notes. I'm updating my book list. Yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, thank you so much for those shares. And let me let me ask you this question: What's a question that I haven't asked that you believe that everyone needs to know the answer to? Well, uh, I would say that that we are we should not strive all the time for the goals, but enjoy more the process. Mm-hmm. and be um, more in the here and now mm-hmm. and yeah have that optimistic uh, that opti- optimistic um, attitude towards life and see the the gift and opportunity in any, any challenge this was not really a, ch- a question but <laughs> this was my let's say the answer to yeah. <laughs> how i live my life mm-hmm. and yeah, I don't have any 
question <laughs> that could be asked for that. Yeah. That's maybe beautiful. the question would be what's the secret of your happiness? Ah, okay. <laughs> but I, I love I love that you you answered. You know, that was even even more beautiful, you know, to, to get that message and you know to make it so direct. And where, where can listeners and viewers go if they want to get in touch with you, you know, to learn more about your work and get involved in a lot of the activities that you're organizing here in Shanghai, even if they want to connect with you digitally, if they're not in Shanghai? Yeah, so maybe a few words of what I'm doing, what my clients normally are, mm. uh, who they are. So I, I work as an executive coach, so I um, coach leaders in corporations I uh, help um, companies and teams to um, increase their collaboration level by helping them to better understand conflicts, to have con more constructive ways of um, working with conflicts or to overcome conflicts. And, and I, yeah, and I help le leaders to become just better leaders mm. with um, more psychological safety uh, to create psychological safety for their teams, to be more self-aware, to become better communicators. Mm. And um, yeah, I have a website. I'm that's 8cconsulting.com, 8c-consulting.com. Um, so uh, then on LinkedIn, of course, Tillman Riga will find me there. And apart from that, I regularly offer webinars on uh, YoPay and uh, Eventbrite. You would find me there. Mm. And these uh, webinars on, are on the topic of passion communication and transactional analysis. So transaction analysis is another topic I, I work with a lot. It's a psychological framework and it's, uh, it helps to analyze and impact communication and interaction between human beings to better understand the human behavior. Mm. And it's uh, it's a very powerful concept. And that's what I what I do, by the way, tonight even, but it's, I think this will be recorded and <laughs> not, uh, not be available uh, still today. Uh, but uh, I offer that on a regular basis, monthly, and uh, that's something uh, where I can be found. And I also offer positive intelligence courses. This is a very interesting journey of five to six people uh, yeah. for six weeks. And they um, experience, um, well, a framework of um, mental fitness. So to become more resilient, more mentally fit, more self-aware, and uh, learn something about their saboteurs, how they can um lower the voices of their sabotaging voices mm. their inner judge and how they can strengthen that inner sage mm. uh, that that leads with empathy with curiosity with um uh, innovation or with uh, yeah great ideas creativity uh navigating with purpose and mm. going into really laser focused action Mm. That is um, the concept um, by Shizat Shamin. So you can also find that on positiveintelligence.com. Mm. Mm. Thank you. Thank you so much. I see Tillman has a wealth of knowledge. So I'll leave all that information below for you who are listening and you who are watching to check out. And maybe we'll need to bring him back for another episode to even go deeper in some of those concepts that he've 
he's just shared with us today. I just really want to appreciate your presence for being here and, and creating this conversation. And Tillman, thank you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Blessed love and respect champion. Now this is your high performance coach here and I want to thank you for showing up today. Not for me, but showing up for yourself. Because every episode of this show is designed to help you get one step closer in the direction of becoming an even higher performing leader. Living in and from your fullest potential in whatever you do for those you love and for those that you serve. And we are here to help you every step of the way. Now, if you're listening to this show, I believe it's because you are ready to take your performance to another level. And that is why I've created this show as a program in my high performance leader coaching ecosystem. To help you master these high performance habits with accountability, structure and guidance from me as your coach. And it is free for you today as my listener. Join my high performance leader coaching ecosystem right now. Go to levelupwithdino.com. Again, go to levelupwithdino.com. And Dino is spelled D-E-A-N-O. And if you're listening to this in China, you're watching an episode on YouTube, just click the link in the description below. And remember, it is time for you to level up.